I know no doubt it breaks the heart of God when we fail Him. I believe that, don't you? Amen. Take your Bible, if you would, please. 2 Timothy chapter number 4. 2 Timothy chapter number 4. Those of you that are praying, you spend all the time the Lord you want to, anytime, anytime during the service. You don't feel like you're bothering me at all because you are not. And um, it does bother me when people uh, are distractive in the auditorium, but it doesn't bother me when people pray. And I praise the Lord for that. Let's stand together, 2 Timothy chapter number 4. 2 Timothy chapter number 4. And I'm going to read a few verses here from 2 Timothy chapter number 4. Uh, for the last, <clears throat> excuse me, for the last several weeks, uh, I have been preaching and dealing with um, where our country is, who's going to clean up this mess. I've been dealing with those areas, and no doubt uh, we realize we need a cleaning. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go away from that a little bit today. Um, I am glad that uh, God, I believe, is answering some prayers. Um, I do believe, regardless of who becomes our next leader, there's some things going to have to be dealt with. And I think it's time. And there is no doubt that we as a country, uh, we need the help of God. And um, I'm glad that God knows where we're at. But today, this morning, I want to ask you a question. And then I want to answer from the Word of God. I'll read the Scripture, then I'll ask you the question. 2 Timothy 4, verse 6. Paul said, For I'm now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. One fellow said, The only good fight's a fight you don't lose. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is later for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. I was looking back over some notes of mine. I told my wife there's probably several thousand messages that I've preached since I began preaching, and I've been reading through some things that the Lord has just been kind of stirring my heart about. Uh, I want to say this this morning, in 30 years of doing what I'm doing, of all the things that I've not been proud of, there have been several that I wish I'd have done better. There have been those failures throughout the years that I wish I had uh, did differently, things I thought, things I'd said, whatever, in 30 years plus of ministry. But there's one thing that I am somewhat, and I quote, unquote, uh, proud of. I don't like using that word. But that is a fact that I have not changed. My Bible, what I believe, what I preached for 31 years. Someone says, well, you don't seem as harsh as you were 20 years ago. That's just gray hair, but that has not changed. And I want you to understand that we are standing on the same things that we've always stood for. Now I want to ask you my question today, and I want to preach on this thought. And let me say this before you're seated. Paul 
and you know this chapter if you go to church, but Paul is getting ready to leave the scene. He knows it's not going to be long that Paul's going to die. And history tells us it was not easy death. But Paul was going to die. And Paul was telling Timothy, I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I finished my course. In other words, what he was saying to Timothy was, uh, this is my life. This is what I've done with my life. This is what my life has been. I want to preach on this thought today. If you had to do it all over again. If you had to do it all over again. Have you ever had somebody to come to you and say, if you could go back and be a teenager, would you want to do it again? Let me just say real quickly, no. If someone would say to you, if there are things in your life you would like to do over again, I'd have to be honest. Uh, I wouldn't ride, I wouldn't went riding dirt bikes that one day I went. Amen to that. Kept all them bones in my body instead of sticking out. Uh, I, there's a lot of things I wouldn't do over, though, be honest. I'd marry the same woman, especially knowing what I know now. Because, man, I didn't know you could train her that well. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I would, honestly. She walked across that same college parking lot. If I still saw her today and know what I know now, I would still marry her. After 32 years. And I might as well say that because it's never going to happen. So you might as well act like it's true anyway. But it is. I'd still surrender the call to preach. Uh, I would. But I want to just go over a few things today. I've been preaching so much. Man, <laughs> y'all probably been leaving here thinking, hallelujah, Jesus is coming tomorrow. We're all ain't right with God. But, but uh, the truth is he may be coming. But what if you could do it all over again? What if you could do it all over again? Let's bow together and pray. Father, thank you today for the privilege of being in church. Thank you for the good spirit. Thank you, God, for the choir song. And then, Lord, thank you, God, for Sister Amy. Lord, and thank you, God, for the piano playing. Thank you for Sister Sellers and Miss Amy singing. The instruments being played, our choir leader, our preachers on the platform, our preachers in Super Church, Spanish Church, other churches outside of here. Thank you for the reach you've allowed us to have. Lord, I pray today that we would examine our life in light of Scripture and that God today we would answer that which I've asked. God, I pray you'd help us today in Christ's name. And all God's people said, Amen. You can be seated. Be interesting, wouldn't it? If we could hit a delete button. If we could take like we do a computer that maybe we're going to trade into Apple, maybe an iPad or a MacBook, and we want it clean so that nobody could get our personal information or nothing off, and we could go back and we could just get it and start all over again. 
Have you ever thought about your life if you could go back and those things you might could change or you could go back and say, boy, I, I, I'm gonna, and don't say it out loud because it may offend somebody around you, but isn't it amazing if you could go back and, and do a lot of things over again? The Apostle Paul gives us an idea here in the Word of God uh, when he's saying to Timothy, he doesn't say I have regrets. He doesn't say uh, a lot of other stuff. He does later on say demons have forsaken me having loved this present world, but that's not about Paul. Paul is saying to Timothy, I have enjoyed my life. I have enjoyed being a Christian. And Paul's saying to Timothy, I I fought a good fight. I'm about to finish and I have no regrets. I want to say this today. I don't want to live with regrets in my life. I don't want to live my life looking back and thinking about uh, what I could have been, what I could have done, uh, the things I could do for the Lord. I find myself often while I'm praying, uh, praying the prayer, Lord, help me not to fail you. Help me to be better. Uh, Help me to live for you more because God, if I don't, I'm going to live with regret in my life of what I could have done that I didn't do like I should have. I began thinking some years ago, I found some old notes. I've just been reading through them. And I go back, man, I realized a few things when I found those old notes. One was, I couldn't spell a lick. A lot of my old notes came. I found them, and it was before I was typing on, on things called sword searchers and laptops and, and spell check. And some of the words, I don't know. I mean, it's bad. It's bad when you spell so bad that the computer looks at you and says, I have no word for that. Amen. I mean, it's bad when it can't even find the spell check. And I was looking back over this stuff thinking, man, alive, I, how in the world did God ever use me at all? But I began to read over some notes and things, and I'll just be honest, I ran across something I couldn't get away from. And I want to share some things with you today. If I had to do it all over again, there are three things. And listen, this is simple. I've been digging verse by verse. We've been expository preaching. I've been dealing with stuff about revival. And he's like, this is going to be so simple that a caveman could preach it. It's going to be really easy. It's going to be simple. But I want to give you something to think about today. I want you to think about this little simple thought. Preacher, if I had to do it all over again, what are several things? There are three things I think about in my life. I had to do it all over again. I do. Number one, I want you to watch this. And it's pretty elementary. I would still get saved. I would still get saved. I want to say this to you today. I grew up in church. My mom took me to the house of God. My dad, of course, and you know the story, wasn't right with the Lord for a lot of his life. But my mom took me to the house of God. I was in church most of my life. I knew about the Bible. I could quote to you the books of the Bible in a row. I went to the RA meeting. I, I grew up in a lot of that stuff. And I was around a lot of my life. But I never really knew the Christ of salvation. But boy, when I got saved and God changed my life, Man, I'm telling you what a day that was. I've never got over that day. And I want to say this. I do not regret one moment of the fact that I got saved. Amen. I've had people say to me, you think you wouldn't, but in 31 years as a pastor, I've had people say to me, boy, after they got saved, all of a sudden the devil turned up the heat and the devil turned up this. And we might preach about that devil tonight since we're bumping the 31st tomorrow. But I want you to know when you're thinking about all, all of that, I've had people look at me and say to me before, well, I think I had it better before I got saved. No, 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 no. 
I got news for you. Before you got saved, you was going to hell. Before you got saved, you didn't have a lot of things you have. I want you to know your worst day serving God is better than the best day that you ever had in the world. I want you to know that being saved is the most wonderful thing that's ever happened. Freak, can I tell you, I'm glad that I'm saved. And if I had to do it all over again, I'd run down that aisle. I'd get saved by the grace of God. I'm so glad that I got saved. Amen. Little simple thoughts I think about. Let me tell you why I'm glad I got saved. I would still get saved, number one, because of the change. See, I haven't always been this wonderful. Amen. I, I mean, think about it, but boy, there was a time in my life my words were different. There was a time in my life my appearance was different. There was a time in my life that things I did. But friend, I'm telling you, man, when God saved me, God changed me. I, hey, we want to take five minutes and shout a while, just a moment, over what God's done in your life and the change in your life. Man, where in the world would you be right now? What would you look like? What would you be doing if it had not been for God saving your soul? Amen. And I just want to say this, I'd get saved again. I would because of the change. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things pass away, all things become new. Amen. I heard one little girl one time say the pre that my Sunday school teacher called me a creature. Mama said, what in the world should you do that for? She said, I was some new kind of creature. I'm glad, thank God. That's why the world don't like us now. See, we ain't zombies. We're not, we're not witches flying on brooms and, and we're not this, that, or the other, but we are some creatures, amen? We're just a new creature. That's why the world gets nervous around us. That's why the maniac of Gadara, when he was running through the tombs, cutting himself and running around neck and foaming at the mouth, everybody was all right with that because that's just kind of modern day. But buddy, when he got saved and put his clothes on and you found him at the feet of Jesus, you know what somebody said? Something wrong with that boy. He's something wrong. Friend, I got news for the world still thinks something wrong with us uh, but I got news for you there's a whole lot more right with me uh, than there is wrong with me uh, I am a new creation in Christ amen I'd still get saved because of the change watch this I'd get still get saved because of the crowd the Bible says behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity I still get saved because of the crowd now I'm going to tell you something I know to live above the saints we love will be glory. And I know to live below the saints we know is a different story. I realize that. I realize today that everybody's not perfect. Did you realize when you looked in the mirror this morning, you found out the same thing? Do you realize when you looked in the mirror this morning, you found out you're not perfect? Hey, you know what helps me in my day-to-day -day walk with God that keeps me from being a judgmental preacher when I see people's lives that are not where they ought to be? I'm going to tell you what helps me of the very fact that I know I am what I am by the grace of God, and I'm certainly not the judge of any man. This Bible's the judge of every man, and preaching the Word will take care of that. But I've learned in my life that it's good to be around the right crowd. Amen. You'll never be able to come to me and say to me, well, I'll be honest with you, I'd go to church, but just be truthful. You know, I've been to church before and you get around people and they hurt you and they do this, do that. Yeah. And what you need to do is put on your big britches. And you need to realize that people are people. And God saved the soul, but that old flesh is not saved. 
That old flesh is going to rot. That old flesh is what it is. We are what we are by the grace of God on the inside. Sometimes it shows on the outside. Hallelujah. But I want you to understand I'd still get saved, Brother Justin, because of the crowd. I love this crowd. I enjoy being around the crowd that loves Christ. I enjoy being around saved people. I enjoy fellowship with saved people. Logan's going out with his mama right now at the back. Everybody look at her and say, hey, Rachel. No, I'm just kidding. But going out with his mom. Last night I went over to Brother Brad and his boys and Brother Farron and uh, Miss Haley there and Logan. And uh, we went down watching dirt cars, you know, running on the Charlotte Speedway and, and uh, I mean, on the dirt track. And, and by the way, I'm convinced asphalt's for getting our dirts for racing. But anyway, we went down there and we watched that and had good. And you know, I was sitting there thinking, I'm glad that God puts people in your life that you enjoy your life with. Amen. Now, I had this fellow sitting to the left of me. Uh, he wasn't saved, I don't believe. And I don't believe, I don't believe he really loved Jesus. Uh, but I'm going to tell you this, when I sat beside of him, he's a good old country guy, you know, and he's talking to me and all. Matter of fact, he asked me so many questions. I thought, Lord, have mercy. Do you know anything about anything? But he kept on asking me everything about the racing. How many lives going to do this or that? And I got sitting there thinking, and you know what? He demonstrated in some things he did that he was not a Christian. I, I'm convinced of that. But you know what? I never sat there one time and looked at him and said, I'm glad I'm not like you. Now I did say, I did say, I think I said to Brother uh, Fair, one of them, I'm glad God saved me. I'm glad God changed my life, but I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the crowd that I enjoy being around, friend, can I tell you this? I get so tired. Lord, don't ever talk negative about your church, about your preacher, about people you go to church with. Why? Because you just make yourself look like an idiot. You know why? Because you go to church with them every week. I mean, I learned a long time ago, if I don't like something, I get away from it. Right? If you keep coming back, there must be something you like. Right? So what I'm saying is, I, I, I do it all over again because of the crowd. I like being around God's people. Anybody say amen to that? Oh, there's a bunch of hypocrites. All right, Walmart too, but I still like him buys. Amen. There's a whole lot of hypocrites and a lot of stuff in this world. Hey, but I'm telling you what, there's a whole lot of people who love God that are genuine, that want to live for God. There's people that'll get your back. There's people that'll help you. Friend, I've been in this 31 years. I'm not a bitter man. God's been good to me. I've been around a lot of good people. I'm not going to sit around in my life and act like God's people aren't good folk. They are good folk. They're not perfect folk. But I'd rather be around people of God than anybody else. Amen. I'd still get saved because of the change and the crowd, but watch this. I'd still get saved because of my companion. Jesus said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. The whole Bible says he said he'd give us that comforter. Hallelujah. Man, I didn't know. Listen, when I got saved, here's the only thing I was concerned about, Brother Parquet, when I got saved was, I don't want to go to hell. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, you can, you can try to theologically uh, beat it to death. You, you, you can try to get it all this. You know, you can get your Greek. You can get your Hebrew. You can get all this stuff. You can study all of the Word of God. You can do everything you want to do. You can do all you want to do. But I'm going to tell you right now, when I got saved, I think, Hallelujah! I'm not going to hell. That's how deep it was. Hallelujah. I walked out the door, praise God, Brother Scott. I walked out the door that night at church, thought, Hallelujah, I'm not going to hell. I got next morning, Hallelujah, I'm not going to hell. I'm going through my life, Hallelujah, I'm not going to hell. But I had no idea how much more was involved. I had no idea about the crowd. 
God going to give me a new family? I used to look at them church folk think for church folk weird folk, man. When I was 16 years old, 17, right before I got saved, right, I, was, I was about 18 years old. And, and I'll be honest with you, I'd look at people and think church three times a week, dressing up, you know, Lord, they don't do this and they don't do that. And I used to think, man, I'm telling you, I'm glad I ain't like that. Then now he is one. Hey, man. And the reason I is one is because I met one. And the one I met is the Lord Jesus and got around the right crowd. And now I even have the right companion. I'm not talking about Miss Wendy. I'm glad I have her as a companion. But she's not the companion I'm talking about. I'm talking about that Holy Ghost. I'm talking about, hey, I'm fundamental Baptist, but I like Holy Ghost. I like the word Holy Ghost. It don't make me flop in the floor. It don't make me foam at the mouth. But I'll tell you what Holy Ghost does. It goes to bed with me at night and lets me know everything's all right. It helps me when I live. It helps somebody help me. It helps you when you live your life during the day and you know you got that Holy Ghost. I live it on the inside of you. I do it all again. Don't you come up with me no sob story. Well, I'll be honest with you. Ever since I got saved, let me tell you something, friend. Best thing ever happened to you. If I'd do it all over again, I'd still get saved. I got to hasten on. Y'all were way too easy to preach to. Number two, not only would I still get saved, watch this, I would still serve. The Bible says in Psalm 100, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence singing. You know what? No, I can't lie. Lying's not good when you're preaching. It's really not good in the pulpit. It's not really good at all. But there have been times that I wanted to take this Bible, toss it over on the counter, take the reverend off my name and the pastor off my name and go back to the meal, work my job, and go home. There have been times that I've looked at, looked at things you deal with and I've thought in my heart, you know, I'm done with this. But Jeremiah, and don't look at me like that. Some of you look like, well, I don't want no pastor like that. You wouldn't have wanted Jeremiah. You wouldn't have wanted Elijah. Everybody gets there because sometimes serving's not all that easy. Sometimes serving can be difficult. Sometimes when you're serving God and, and you're excited that day, Brother James, about that choir song, you think, man, we're going to learn this today. It's going to be powerful. The preacher's going to pat me on the back and say, man, that's a good job, Brother James. And then... Six of your sopranos don't show up that you needed. Or you have a youth meeting. You know. Now I want y'all to have a great time tomorrow night. A wonderful time tomorrow night. Last time I drove on Halloween, somebody hit a vehicle mine with an egg, and I carry a gun now, and so I, they don't need to do that. I was on the way back from preaching a meeting, and one little fella got to see Jesus. You remember that, Miss Wendy? I'm telling you right now, they didn't get to see Jesus. Didn't get to see Jesus. I'm just trying to make it sound more like I was tough. You know. I would still serve him. Can I tell you this? I've been doing this a long time. This has basically been my life. You got to understand. I mean, listen. I was talking about Charlie for Charlie. You know, I have looked up. Every time I try to do something good mechanically, it goes wrong. Like if I'm going to change the oil in a motorcycle, a boulder strip. Or I'll turn to get something and my foot will kick the oil bucket and it'll go all over the garage. There's always something that makes me want to, them words to come back that you try to repress. Or at least think them. Don't look at me like you flew in here. 
I'll be honest with you, patience is not something that I feel like I'm just wrapped up in. Brother Brad was picking on me last night, you know, because the water trucks was packing the track down. I said, who, we're going to watch them run laps or race cars? You know, they had to do what they had to do, I guess, but I'm, I'm just I'm ready to go here. Listen, somebody needs to get going. They got, and I can't remember what Brother Brad said to me, but Brother Brad said, so I can't remember what illustration he used about somebody I wouldn't even have patience. What was that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. He said one day when I was in a nursing home, if they pulled a bingo ball out, I'd be mad because they don't do it fast enough. <laughs> Come on, pull the thing! <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm wired just, you know, I think sometimes when you do what I do, you got to be wired a little different anyway. But I'm wired, and some of y'all wired too, because I pastor you. But I want you to Listen. And I, y'all got me off my throat, but I want you to understand that I'm glad that I get to serve him. And basically, stuff like that, I, I mean, I can do a little bit of it, a little bit of it, but it's not what I've been doing my whole life. My whole life, since I was 18 years old, I've been preaching the gospel. I've been pastoring church since I was 18 years old. I'm 52. That's all I've done. All I've done is go to church, preach the Bible, preach the gospel since I was 18 years old. That's all I know. That's why you don't need to come tell me how to do it. Just like I don't come tell you how to fix that bolt that's stripped out. Because I tell you, carry it down there and let them do it. Right? But what I'm saying to you is, if I do it all over again, I'd still serve him. Miss Janet, Miss Janet, and I'll use you today since you won the grand prize today. I got close to paying the golf tournament the other while. Four people playing with me, and I got a $5 Wendy's gift card. I told everybody on the team, I said, I'll take all of you out for a French fry. <laughs> Amen. But I'm 50 bucks, big, $50 right there. Now she's going to do it to help bus kill like I knew, you know, she always does. But Miss Jenny, you think about it. You've been through some hardships in the bus ministry, and there have been times that your heart's been broken. There have been times we've been cussed out. There have been times doors slammed in your face. But sometimes when you look around you and you look at the people God saved, the lives God's changed, you got to say to yourself, honestly, if I had to do it all over again, I'd still climb up them steps. I'd still get that bus driver to pull that door closed and I'd still go down that road. Brother Russell, of all the times in that prison when the, when the uh, I, I guess the oppression and all this, being, and even when you were on the foreign fields doing it, but for the lives that's been changed. I looked around this morning. I knew what I was preaching. And I was watching people singing. I look around. You got to stand in doing this for years. I've done this. You got to realize 28, 30 preachers called out that ministry. People passing, preaching. Different when I announced this morning, Brother Justin's over here. And Brother Parkett's up there. And these guys are on the platform. And other guys are out preaching. And then I know there's probably another. Uh, so many pastors out doing that. And I look back. I realize just how fortunate I have been to serve God. Amen. Now my wife has to help keep me in it sometime because it gets it gets very frustrating at times. But I tell you what, the good moments so outweigh. Preacher, why would you serve him again all over if you had a chance? Are y'all still with me? I do it because of the lives that he's changed. Brother Nick, people like that, and I hate to mention people's name because every time I mention somebody's name, they get out of church. But I think about people like Brother Nick over there. Sometimes I just need a little encouragement in service. I'll look over at him. Where'd he go? 
Lord, he's moved. He's not even a good Baptist. He ain't even sitting at the same place. He's done moved to another spot. But I look over there at him, and he makes comments to Rebecca and Jeff and him like this. Man, I just can't wait to go to church. I can't wait to get there. I couldn't imagine staying out. When I look around at people that are, like Brother George was an alcoholic, or I look around... Uh, like Brother Kevin, here's testimony of prison, different things. Or, or you look around at people's lives, you look at some of these kids that didn't have any kind of home, any kind of hope, and now God has changed their life, and God has moved. Friend, I'm telling you, if I had to do it all over again, I'd still preach this Bible. I'd still stay, I'd still do it. Why? And I'd still be an old-fashioned Bible preaching fundamentalist. Why? Because I believe my heart is worth it. I'd still serve him because the life's been changed. I'd still serve him, watch this, because of the love that commissions me. For the love of Christ constraineth us. We love him because he first loved us. Can I say something to you today? Why don't you just do the things you do because you love Jesus? You know, I have to remind myself of that. I don't think I would do the things I do sometimes because I love people. Because I'll be honest with you, some people are hard to love. Amen. Some people, I mean, it's hard to love some people. Some people don't want to be loved. Some people would rather climb a tree and be miserable than be on the ground and be happy. I think some people try to be miserable. I think some people build where if I can't be miserable, I can't be happy. If I can't grumble, complain, if everything can't go my way, I'm, I just can't handle it. I'm not going to live my life like that. And I'm going to encourage you, don't live your life like that. Don't be an old bitter Bitter Baptist. Bitter Baptist, better Baptist, buzzard Baptist. You know what a buzzard Baptist is, right? Every time something dead, they fly around it. Right, I got a whole lot of Baptists I can preach on. Bitter Baptist, buzzard Baptist, blind Baptist. Uh, I got a few more. <laughs> but this is an encouraging message. <laughs> I want to give you this final thing. We'll go to the house. I'd still get saved. How many of you are saved right now? Say, preacher, if I'd do it all over again, I'd get saved. Amen. If you wouldn't, you, you didn't get it probably. How many of you are serving? Brother Dermot, would you still want to serve him? Still want to serve him? Think about it. Would you still want to serve him? Sunday school class. What, what, you, you never know that D.L. Moody sitting in your class. You never know that young person, God's going to change their life so great. I want to give you this final thing. And I didn't do this just because of alliteration. I do this because I mean it. I'd still want to be a shouter. Now, when I say shouter, I don't mean that I want to be somebody who goes, Hallelujah! All the time. Because that would really get obnoxious. I love shouting. I love praising God. But I like when people do it. And when they sit back down, they still walk right. You know, I've seen people shout in church, can't make it back Sunday night. What are you shouting about? Jump up and down, glory to God, amen. Sunday night, empty seat. What are you shouting about? Amen. I'm shouting, where you at? <laughs> right? You say, preacher, why would you... When I'm talking about a shouter, y'all understand I'm talking about a praiser. Somebody worships him. People worship different ways, right? Some people worship, God will fill them up, tears will flow down their cheeks. Others will, 
a, a worship. My wife took me. We was watching. And by the way, some of y'all put some of these videos, some of these services online. Man, they've been, Lord, I, I don't really know what it's like because, you know, I'm up here. But when you get to see that, and by the way, Victoria, thank you so much for what you did with Brother Tommy. I could look back at Miss Glenn and think that's worth every second of it. Amen. And then I looked at the youth choir and you see this stuff and, and, and some people just, you know, are shouters. Some people aren't as far as that goes. But, but, I, but I'm saying to you, Brother Dermont, and I want people to understand that it's all about worship. Right? You know, a lot of people are going to get done with this thing one day and they're going to be so discouraged that they didn't ever know what it meant to worship. And I'm not talking about beat on drums and hit a tambourine. I'm not talking about uh, hitting a note on an electric guitar so loud it blows the feeling out of your teeth. I'm talking about a worshiper. Preacher, why do you, why, if you had, see, I could have got, I could have I been a preacher that stood in the pulpit and say, well, God has been good to us today. Well, thank you for being in the presence of us all. And I'm glad you came. I trust that your relationship with God will be wonderful. Let's bow in prayer. I'm going to make a comment to you. <laughs> well, Brother Curtis ain't been saved a week and he's back there just dying laughing at me. I'll make a comment to you. Some people got just enough religion to make them absolutely miserable. Jesus <laughs> hallelujah that's wonderful I'll tell you why I'd still be a shouter number one because the sovereign demands it let everything that hath breath praise the Lord everybody take your hand and do this get your hand in front of your face blow on it that means you ought to be praising him Everything that had breath, praise the Lord. Has anybody got anything in this auditorium today that you could praise God about right now in your life? Aren't you glad that you got around old time religion? I'm not ashamed of it. Number two, watch this, because Satan detests it. I'm glad I'm a shouter worshiper because Satan detests it. He can't stand it. The Bible says, and they called them. Remember them boys that got out of jail? They called them and commanded them not to speak or to teach in the name of Jesus. Boys, y'all got to quit that stuff. Y'all aggravating us. I want the devil and the demons of hell to come by my casket when I'm gone. Say, thank God he's out of here. Because Satan detests it. And I'll say this, because the Savior deserves it. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto his name. He deserves it. Let me ask you a question. If you had to do it all over again, Brother James, you get a song ready, please, Miss Amy. <coughs> you know what? I, do, do, we, do we even know the song, Brother James, or have it in that new book, I'd Rather Have Jesus? Can we do that? Let me ask you someday. Brother Nick, do you hate you got saved? Nah. Brother Curtis, you glad you and uh, Miss Cleo got saved? Praise God. Amen. Brother Russ, you glad God called you to preach? I mean, you know, nobody's really going to say no to the questions I'm asking. But Brother Darmont, you glad you got saved? You glad you've been working with me all these years? Amen. God, come out from among you. 
<coughs> Brother Dermot come back on staff with me for the second time. One time brunch, the second time up here. <laughs> My wife looked at him and said, you ought to know better. <laughs> Simple-minded man. Simple -minded man. <laughs> that got me thinking about Skinner. I got to get away from that. Anyway, I want you to understand today that you ought to be thankful. Kevin gets it. You ought to be thankful. You ought to be thankful. But you ought to look back at your life. And say, number one, preacher, I'm, if I do it all over again, I get saved again. Now, you don't have to. Because if you're saved, that's it. Are you thankful for it? Don't bicker and whine about being a Christian. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to you. I'm glad I get to serve him. Let's stand to our feet. I'm glad I get to serve him. Miss Wendy, you know me. What a life. What a life. When I get to walk those streets of gold one day and people that I preached to got saved, lives changed. What a life when I know I preached His gospel. What a life to know I got to serve God. You don't have a bitter preacher in front of you. You don't have a preacher that goes out and runs down the ministry, runs down the church and acts like it's the worst thing that ever happened in my life. I'll be honest with you. I'd rather do what I do. I'd have to take a step down. One of the men told me that goes to church here when I was talking about being president. He said, preacher, you'd have to take a step down to be the president of this country from what you do. You know what? That's exactly right. I will say this to you today. Are you glad you get to serve him? Are you glad you get to sing in that choir? Are you glad? Are you glad that you get to do what you do? Are you glad of that? Miss Robin, I know how you beat yourself up by stuff. You're just like him. Just like Brother James, right? Now this morning, did you get emotional or did you mess up a little bit on the word? You messed up a little bit on the word, didn't you? Can I tell you something? That don't matter. As good as you say, I've been watching. I, you beat yourself up. You're just like, she's just like Brother James. Just like me. You beat yourself up. But think of what you've got to do today. You've got to lift up your voice. And by the way, it's a wonderful voice. One of my favorite voices. One of this church's favorite. But you beat yourself up. And now you know what it is? Because I wonder sometimes that I do the very best I could for the Lord. Well, you've done your best you can do for the Lord. A lot of time. Don't let the devil beat you up. I preach and say stuff for him. One on thinking, I'm quitting. I'm getting out of this. But you get to serve Him. You get to serve Him. There ain't a greater joy in this world than getting to serve Him. Brother James, you know what I'm talking about. How many times have you maybe sung a song or done something and you got done with you and thought, man, that wasn't good. I messed that up. I didn't help out service at all. You've been there, right? Miss Victoria, you've been there? But you know what you do? You think, praise God. I get to serve him. Sometime, and I try not to be emotional, but sometime I, I listen to sermons of me preaching on a CD or something. And I think, why in the world would God ever use that kind of preaching? I mean, somebody could be a better orator. Somebody can, as one girl said to me one time, there was a, English major, maybe somebody else wouldn't dangle their modifiers. And maybe they get all the pronouns and all that stuff correct, whatever. But 
I get to serve him. And there ain't a greater joy. I get to worship him. I get to be a shouter. I'm going to say it right now. Boys, you listen to me. All you called to preach, all you might even think about you called to preach. All you, you listen to me. I want to say something to you. I'm glad, hallelujah, that I got in the old-fashioned way. I'm not condemning anybody that don't do it like I do it, but I'm glad I get to do it like I do it. I'm glad I get to worship. I'm glad I get to scream and shout and holler and spit. I'm glad I get to preach. I'm glad I'm an old-fashioned worshiper. I guess he said, as Brother Shelton says in the song, I got it that way. I wouldn't trade nothing for it. I've tried to be dignified. It don't work. I just don't last. Because there's something on the inside of me that flat out gets me where I can't help it. Amen. I don't want to know you, Pastor, sitting up here so starchy. You think he, 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 he takes care of his personality with, with, with Clorox? I want somebody got some excitement in them. Brother Dermot say some weird stuff sometimes, but he's got some excitement in it. This song, boy, I feel, I don't know what God's doing around Calvary, but I sense the troubling of the water in the last several weeks. I think it's probably happening across our country. But I wonder if you'd rather have Jesus than anything else today. Tell you what you ought to do during this invitation. I'll just give Brother James sing it. You ought to tell him. You ought to say, Jesus, I'm glad I'm saved. I'd do it all over again. I'd get saved again. I'm glad I get to serve you, Lord. I'm glad I get to worship you. Just a little different type message this morning. Just remind herself, hallelujah, I get to. Every now and then I'll put a Twitter post and I'll put a hashtag, I get to. I get to. I don't have to. Nobody makes me. I get to. I'd rather have Jesus, Brother James. I'd rather have Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'd rather have Jesus. Oh, yes. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. Oh, yes. I'd rather. Yes. Won't you just worship him a minute? Oh yes. I'd rather rather have Jesus than houses or land. Hallelujah. I'd rather I'd rather have him than what, Brother James? I'd rather have him and be held in sin. I'd rather have him. I'd rather 
while Miss Amy's playing, would you bow your head with me just a moment? I know the altars are full and we praise God for that. Every head bowed. I wonder if there's somebody in this auditorium today who would say, Preacher, if I were to die today, I'm not sure I'd go to heaven. If I were to die today, Preacher, I'm not sure I'd go to heaven. I'm not sure that I'm saved. Preacher, I'd appreciate if you pray for me. I, I'm not sure I'm ready to meet the Lord. Would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up real high? You can put it right back down. I just want to pray for you. Not here to embarrass you. Just want to pray for you. Would you slip your hand up? Let me pray for you today. Preacher, if I die today, I'm sure I'd go to heaven. Would you pray for me? Anybody like that at all? Don't everybody look at me this way just a moment. Many are praying. Everybody look at me just a moment going home. One thing I've learned in my life, God's helped me through the years. And I, I, didn't, I didn't learn this for probably 15, 18, 20 years of my ministry. But I've learned it in these last 10 years or so, maybe a little more than that. Sometimes that bottle's not half empty. That bottle's half full. Can I tell you something? Enjoy your life, man. It's short. Don't be a bitter person. Can I just try to help you? Don't go through life. I'm not a psychiatrist, but I think I know what I'm talking about here. Don't go through your life looking for reasons to be miserable. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your family. Enjoy what God's given you. Because I'm telling you, you're going to blink your eye one day. I was thinking about Saturday morning we went down for a thing they were doing for missions, a golf tournament, the Clancy Baptist Church is doing for missions thing they're doing. My brother asked my daughter and I to play in the tournament with his grandson and my brother. And I was thinking about Brother Charlie. Just a year and a half or so ago, two years ago, I guess, in between that time period, my brother had a heart attack with a maker. The one valve you don't want to get blocked should have left this world. God left him. I think about yesterday, my daughter, who now is just having to go to another church so she can be faithful and go to church because she can't get back to work. And that's hard on me. That's hard on me. But I think, I think, yesterday, 23 years old, man, I just blinked my eyes. I just blinked my eyes as now she's coming home to visit. 23 years old. You look around your little grandkids now, all of a sudden they're looking you out of eye. It goes by quick. And I'm telling you, you need to enjoy the journey. If there's ever one thing my wife and I have a pet peeve about in ministry, and she and I are not on the same page on a lot of stuff because we are so different, but this is one thing we're on the same page about. We don't understand why people try so hard to be miserable. Now, I'm not trying to be Joel up here. But I'm going to say this to you. If you had to do it all over again, hadn't your life been a good life? Hadn't God been good to you? I got news for you. There are no do-overs. This is it. So you make the best of what you got. Enjoy the journey. Amen. 
enjoy the journey. Anybody just want to say hallelujah? hallelujah. Glory. Glory. What a life. What a life. What a life. Amen. Let's bow together and pray. Thank you, Miss Amy. Miss Robin, I never heard that song. I guess I don't really know if God would cry, but I do know what it said one time when man failed him. It said he repented that he made man. That sounds like a broken heart to me. I think it's a very biblical song. I do. I never heard that before, but that ought to challenge us. The last thing we'd ever want to do is break the heart of God. Father, it has been a wonderful day. God, it's a beautiful day today for this time of year. That sun is warming us up and Yet, God, we walk in this place today and the S-O-N is just so bright. God, I'm glad I'm saved. Glad I'm serving you. Glad I still got some shout in me. Lord, I've not been all I ought to be. But God, I'm so glad I'm not what I was. Lord, I want to thank you for this church. I love my church family. God, keep them sweet. God, don't let them be bitter. Don't let us be negative. Let us portray a positive image of Christ. Help us to love sinners because God, if it wasn't for grace, that's where we'd be. And God, help us to be thankful for what you gave us because in just a moment, God, it could all be gone. Lord Jesus, I want to ask you to touch the service tonight. Give us what we need in the service. Bless my youth, Pastor, tomorrow night when the young people and others will be coming. Bless the Spanish work. and Give Brother Dalton traveling grace. Help Brother Brandon as he goes down to Shelby tonight to preach. And God, we want to thank you for the folks that make this place up and for our new families coming in that are becoming such a part of our family. For those you've saved, Lives you've changed. To God be the glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.